first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. I studied the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a self. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them. Yeah. Hello, what's up, what's up, what's up, fam? I hope all is well. I hope all is well. First of all, I want to thank the most high for all he do for us, y'all. Knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the most high bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it. But you did it anyway. And I want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. I know you didn't have to do it. But you did it anyway. I want to thank y'all for coming in on the Sabbath day. Um, I got a guest today. I want her to go ahead and introduce yourself. Go ahead. Shalom Israel. It's your girl, Queen Carly. I hope everyone is having a great, wonderful day. Yeah, today we haven't um, had a conversation um, a couple of days ago, and um, um, I had some, um, and I came up with the sister, and we decided to have a little conversation about this, enlighten some of the people, and um, see what, what your mindset is. Let's, um, like I said, let's analyze this situation. And the question was to me, me as a male, as I see it, why do black women compete against each other? You know, and I wanted, and I asked the sister that, and she had some strong meat on the bone. And so I just wanted her to, you know, elaborate on her thoughts and we all check and analyze 
the way she think and how she present this information. Go ahead, sister. Okay, so I believe that it's always a backstory to the backstory. And I believe that a lot of the problems that Israel faces today, it is only one conclusion to the matter in that we are under the curses. And I believe that like Deuteronomy 28 states, I'm starting out in chapter one, that if we hearken, if we listen to the Father's commandments, he got us, you know? But if we do not, we will be under, you know, those curses. And being under those curses, it it brings on a whole nother life of things that we don't want to have to deal with, which includes, um, for instance, what I like to call the CCC which is the crafty confederate council that you found in psalms 83 where that our enemies made a tumult against us and to you know take us from our heritage which is what the father said that he would do you know what i'm saying if we did not comply and keep his commandments so we have been taken away from who we were the unity has been removed they have made us to go against one another. And it's basically worked. You know, everything that they've done has worked. And now is the time where these veils are being lifted. We're realizing who we are and we're realizing what we have to do in order to, you know, come from under these curses. And the whole conclusion of the matter is that we have to, you know, keep the Father's commandments. We have to stop living this worldly life, living in, in the world and trying to keep up with the latest sanctions and what our enemies are doing. We have to come back and, and pay attention and do what the Father wants us to do, which is keep his commandments. And they are not grievous. He said this in the scripture. My commandments are not grievous. They're not hard. You know, just like uh, what Christ said in uh, Matthew. Um, you know, talking about when the lawyer asked him, when they were, you know, trying to get on him and talk to him in a certain type of way, and he just kept giving them answer after answer. And when, you know, the lawyer asked him, which is the greatest commandment? The first one, to love the Father with your heart, soul, and mind. And the second, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Neighbor meaning your friend, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your auntie, your nephew, your everybody, you know? and you do those things you're keeping the father's commandment but if you don't if you're trying to compete against the next woman if you're trying to you know big up or one up on somebody then you're not being in the spirit sis you're not in the spirit and you're not staying on the line of keeping the commandments of what the father wants us to do and this same CCC, the Crafty Confederate Council, found in Psalms 83, has made it certain that we sit up here and just go against each other. We have so much division. We are, you know, always trying to outdo one another instead of coming together because they do not want us to have that unity. Because if we have that unity, they know that we will be blessed by the Father. They know that the curses will 
be depleted from us. And we will be back in the blessings. And then we will be back in our positions of being on top as God's chosen people. So they strive to keep us divided. They strive to keep us separated from one another. They strive to keep unity out of the black community. And that's for women, men alike. You know what I mean? Yes. I was just, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah. So, um, they, um, when you say strive, right? Um, striving means all these little hidden agendas as they play now, like the um, Willie Lynch, the Willie Lynch letter. Absolutely. Um, um, the Willie Lynch letter. So I think the really Willie, the Willie Lynch letter really did a, a doozy on us, and. Um, and as like you were saying in Deuteronomy 28, and I'll be t- I was tell I always tell my audience, you know, the Most High said, if we don't do all these what we supposed to do, that we're gonna be the tail, and and it kills and it kills me now, you know, before when you was in Christianity, they how they how they spin tail, you know, you didn't look at it. But when you find how the Bible is really written, you knew that you're supposed to be the head as a nation. He's not talking about as an individual. He said as a nation. So, you know, we have to realize that when we we uh, when we going up in here trying to figure out going against each other. Because while we fighting each other, while we fighting each other, they already still plotting and plotting, and I and I and I tell them all the time that um, um, the Caucasian man and his society, uh, white supremacy, KKK, and colonialism, you know, is is stronger amongst us, and, and we're in a delusional state. Second Thessalonians two and eleven said the Most I said because they don't want to believe in the truth that they can be saved. That I'll bring them a strong delusion that uh, that they believe in a lie, and everybody. And I'm saying this. It it probably be the one percent, and one percent. But now the ninety nine percent was in the delusional, because and 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 and, and now right now I can just say the sixty five percent in the delusional because a lot of people is waking up. What you think, sis? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what Psalms 83 is telling us. Like verse 2, For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that have the have lifted up the head, they have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So this has been their whole council this is what they've come together and like when it says you know they use the word confederate they are confederate against thee they have consulted together with one consent that means it took all these other nations to come together and consult against us you know to bring us down and the father made it pretty simple he even named them you know edom the ishmaelites moab hagarines 
Ammon, Amalek, the Philistines, all of those people had to come together and it's more in order to bring us down. But as we already know, like uh, with, for instance, in Jeremiah, the father told us, you know, this is what was going to happen. In Jeremiah 17, 4, he said, and thou, even thyself, shall discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee. And I, the father said, I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger which shall burn forever. So it's like, by our ancestors not keeping those commandments, he came through with his promises. He delivered on the curse. The father don't never never say nothing that he doesn't plan on 100% delivering. So it's like, like we just read in Jeremiah 17, 4, it's the father. He said, I will cause thee to serve. So even though we think, yes, our enemies, they, they ruling over us and they keep us oppressed. We've been through system of oppression after system of oppression after slavery, being enslaved by, uh, from Babylonian to Assyria to modern day Romans. It's like, this is where we will remain if we don't wake up. But I believe right now is the time we're waking up. And it's time to come on out of these curses and get back to the blessings. It's time to come from the bottom and get back on the top. Because the father already told us before, you, hey, listen to my blessings. I mean, listen to what I'm telling you. You will be blessed. If you do not hearken to my word, you will be cursed. So we have to change our mindset to go from going after what we think we want to follow like following the other gods like our ancestors did to following the father and what he wants us to do and it's very plain and simple yeah um about enemies you know uh when she mentioned that the most i said they can uh different nations conspire against us and then the bible also said that you know a whole lot of nation applauded when we went into captivity so, so the Most High gonna deal with them. Of course, the Most High have put us in this position because our forefathers didn't do what they supposed to have done. But you know, as we was coming, but what? Why is the Most High so much mad at Edom? You know, because we say so. People say, well, well, okay, the Most High gave y'all. You know, he, he put y'all in captivity, so he put y'all in there, so it's all free will. So, why did he make a special place for o- a book of Obadiah? Because the most... Well, I- you- go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, uh, the father said in Romans that he loved Jacob, but he hated um, Esau. So it's just, that is just what it is, you know? Even though he told us, he told us to love our enemies. And that's one thing I want to make sure that I put out today. You know, we shouldn't hate anyone. We shouldn't hate our enemies. We shouldn't hate our brothers. You know, the father said, uh, remember the days of old. He definitely said, remember the days of old. But he also said, love thine enemies, you know? So as long as we hating them and trying to, you know, make this big thing against them, that is not the instructions that the Father gave us. He said, love 
love thy enemy. He said, I hate Esau. That's the father. He vengeance is his. You know, it's not ours. It's not our place to go out here and try to, you know, get our lick back or get payback for what, you know, happened to us as a, a nation. Our duty is to keep the Father's commandments. As in uh, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 12, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So that just tells you right there, that day is coming where you're going to be judged. So you might as well start now making everything else good because we all had plenty of bad things we may have done in the past. But once you learn this information, you need to take that and continue on and doing everything good because those works will be judged good and bad just like that song he's making on this he's shaking it twice gonna find out who's naughty or nice they stole that from the bible okay because the father he got the list he knew the end from the beginning he already knew the choices you was gonna make and when people talk about free will i say that's right yeah okay free will but the father already knows what path you was going to take, what decisions you was going to make, what day, time, uh, a time zone you would be in when they were made. He knew the end from the beginning. So it's nothing that you, I don't really get with that free will stuff, but I say well, everything is ordained. Well, I think- it is ordained and the father knows the conclusion of everything. He knows the beginning and the end. He knew the end from the beginning. When he started, he knew how it was going to end. So the whole conclusion is we got to get ourselves together so we can get on the good foot, so we can get in his good graces, so we can start receiving our blessings and get from under the curses. See, well, what I'm thinking, some of the things I agree with and some of the things I disagree. Uh, Free will. We was never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever given free will. See, when they use those semantics, y'all, and, and try to play this mind game, because the free will is, is, is taking you away from the commandment. The Most High gave you the commandment. Free will, the Most High already gave you the rules and regulations. So real, free will is not in the conversation because he already gave you the instructions. So when they say free will, they ain't doing nothing but discouraging you or trying to get you out your game. Because the Bible never, the Bible gave you, if you have if you have instructions to do something, that means you don't have free will. Thou shalt honor thy mother than father. Is that instruction or free will? Thou shalt not st- steal. Is that instruction or free will? So when they, it, it, it's the level of who you talking to and and and, and 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 who you dealing with when they use different types of words. And another thing I believe, the Most High said he's a man of war. The Bible said, be, thou, be like thy father. Who Whatever my father hate, I should hate. If my father hate sin, I should hate sin. If my father hate Edom, I should hate Edom. If my, 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 fa- my father hate the... Uh, 
the Moabite, well, I hate the Moabite. So I'm I'm doing the same thing with my father. Um, if my father dislikes something, I dislike him. So the Bible said, the Bible, and, and when the Bible speaks about it, the Bible only speaks them to Israel. When he said, love thou, when he said, love thou brothers, or thou shalt not kill, that's only um, talking to Israel. Because then you got to ask yourself this question then. If the Bible says, thou shalt not kill, why didn't the Most High tell other, our other forefathers to go out here and kill other people uh, to get their land? And then the Most High, then when some of the people didn't want to kill some of the other nations, the Most High got mad. So then you got to ask yourself, when the Bible says, thou shalt not kill, and the Most High telling Israel to go out here and kill that person, that's contradictory. So that's when they say, thou shalt not kill. He's only talking about all the people in the 12 tribes of Israel. You shouldn't kill your brother or your cousin and your nation. So, you know, so therefore when they say that, you know, you got everybody had to have the mindset of how, how, how the Bible is presented because it's a history book. And a lot of people, and we had to realize colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK, and then the school system, I work in the school system, is not teaching you nothing. All they're doing is teaching you how to be a dummy. So therefore, when we, when the Most High open your eyes and, and get you to really grasp on this, because you're supposed to be like, like, like Jesus said, you should be like thy father. So whatever your father like, you should like. So when people say, when people say a lot of things, because the Bible is only talking to Israel, period. And every other nation are just the cold star, but Israel is the star. And, 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 and don't get, and when she's saying that, don't get it mixed up when, when um, he's saying, um, thou shalt, because the Bible said we should, we shouldn't be uh, mingling around with other nations. So, that's why I say when, when 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 you listen to stuff and you reading your scriptures, you got to have you got to have it lined up. You can't say thou shalt not kill, and then God come around and tell Israel to go out there and kill, and then people look at it and say that's contradictory. You know because I I looked at that in a contradictory way until you had to really analyze what's going on. You got anything you want to say, sis? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, first and foremost, the, the, the Bible is our book. And that's another thing that these nations have stolen from us, you know, in their quest to, you know, degrade us. You know, they've stolen our book and, and taken over our, our identity. But yes, at the same time, the Father's will be done. And if he say, y'all need to destroy this nation, or, you know, when he told the Israelites to, you know, do this or these people were slaughtered or whatever. That was the Father's will because that is how time was going to play out. That's what he wanted done. So, yeah, like you said, those commandments are for Israel. Those commandments are for us to keep. And, it, and especially with the mingling with other nations, that is especially for marrying them. You know, not only just mingling and hanging out, but marrying them and, you know, creating uh, generations of people who are, you know, totally not of Israel, especially when this, you know, the seed of the father is of other nations for Israelite woman. 
So mingling with those nations, of course, the Father tells us that in the scripture, do not mingle with them, especially, you know, um, coming together to have children or, or marry each other. Because like he said about, you know, King Solomon, he said those other nations will take you away from serving me as your God. They will bring you over to serving their God, which will uh, take you away from the first and greatest commandment, which is to love the Father with all your heart, soul, and mind. And serving her God and building um, shrines and things to worship these other gods, then you're being taken away from your purpose. And that's exactly what happened to King Solomon. So, you know, everything has its purpose. The Father makes a purpose for everything. He makes a purpose for every move that he makes. If there is a reason. You know, he just doesn't, you know, tell us, oh, kill these people for this, just for nothing. He's telling us, oh, we got to get rid of them for the bigger picture, for the the good of Israel. So, you know, like I totally agree with what you said. Those commandments are for us and we have to follow them. And that's another thing that that crafty council has made sure to do. As far as thou shalt not kill, the amount of Israelites that kill each other, it is just so sad. It is so sad. It happens every minute of the day. Every day you hear about, you know, the killings, and it's, it's been like that for the last hundreds of years, hundreds of years. And, you know, it's a direct defiance of what the Father told us in our commandments, you know. But, like uh, Shai said, if you keep those greatest two commandments, those two, which is love the Father with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love thy neighbor as you love yourself, and neighbor being your brother, sister, uncle, cousin, mama, daddy, everybody, if you keep those commandments and love your people within Israel, you wouldn't be thinking about killing them. You wouldn't be thinking about bringing uh, grief and, and, and sadness to their family, you know? So we got to get back to these commandments. That is the basis of it all. If we keep the commandments, we will be good. Well, um, I kind of I, I kind of know where you're going with that, but for the audience sake, for the people, because I have a lot of people really don't really understand the Bible. So I'm going to kind of break it down. When she said um, those only two, we have to do 613 law, statutes, and commandments. You know, I hear a lot of people saying those are two commandments. Love God with all, love love the Most High with all thy heart and all thy might. And, 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 and so if you loving the Most High with all thy mind and all thy might, and all he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. And, and the commandments that he gave you, he gave the same what he gave Moses, and Moses had it for our forefathers. Because a lot of people get it twisted up that think, think that Jesus came over here to die on the cross to give away them commandments. But that's not what he did. Because the book of Isaiah specified why Jesus, Yahweh, has to die. Because when he came, he said, Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophet. 
Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophet. So when people say that he came and, and there's two commandments, love uh, God with all your might and then love your brothers and sisters just like you love, it's more than that. Because, because okay. Jesus, me, Jesus, I'm... hold up, hold up. Okay, Jesus, go ahead. Jesus never, never came to break no commandments or say he died for the commandment. He had he had to come down here to bring us back to the Most High Boozum. That's his sacrifice to bring us back down to the Most High Boozum. That's the only that's the only job he and, and teach the other disciple how they supposed to be teaching and acting on the way. So therefore, when when I hear people saying that he uh, is only two commandments. He, if he said, "Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophet," would Moses a, a prophet? So, if Moses said that if 613 law, statutes, commandments are required to uh, th that the Most High wants you to do, then the, if Jesus said, "Think not that I came to destroy the law or the prophet," that means he, it, whatever he coming, he ain't coming for that. So, therefore, when when we get in the mindset of overthinking because he said continue and then he said he said continue keeping those commandments until what until the jot until the till he come back no jot no jittle until heaven and earth overpass so therefore you have to keep those commandments not just love god with all my heart and love your brother and sister this is more than that is is if your brother if your brother if your brother steal from you, it's a it's a situ it's a consequence for him. If your brother steal you, it going there and rape your wife, it's a consequence for that. See, is that's why a lot of people know it's consequences that the Most High have when other people step out of His order. That's why it's more than just two commandments. You know what I'm saying? So go on, sister. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. But what I was saying was I was bringing out that Matthew 22, specifically uh, 30, like 6 through 40. Let's see. When the lawyer was asking him, which is the great commandment in the law? Let me just read it out. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophet and the prophets. So what he's saying is these two right here, if you're doing these two, all the law, these two hang all the law, hang on this. If you're doing those two, the other ones will come to you and it will be so easy to keep them that you'll never even think twice if you love the father with all your heart soul and mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself if you keep those two the rest will come right for you like the main thing we know it's 613 i also i have a a, a project that i did called 613 laws now with those 613 laws 613 laws are not for every Israelite. Some are just for farmers. Some are just for men. Some are just for women. Some are just for couples, uh, how you're supposed to live in marriage. 
some are just, you know, but everybody needs to pay attention to those first two because that's what's going to help you. That is what's going to put the, the, the sting in the dagger in, in order to let you be able to keep all of them. If you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you won't covet your neighbor's wife. If you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you won't kill him. If you love your mother and father, you will honor them. You know, so it's like, yes, those are the greatest two. Not saying the only two. This is just what Yahweh said were the greatest. Like he act like the lawyer asked him, which is the great, and he gave him the two greatest. Those are the two greatest, and these two they hang all the law. So if you're not doing those two, you can't possibly do the other six hundred and eleven. Um. And when they see, there's a lot of there's a lot of people. I have a lot of people on my podcast, so I know some people I, I, from from other countries. I know some people don't understand or don't understand the Bible, whatever. But let me let me ask y'all or put something in a thought. If I was married to a woman. And I say I love her, then I got to know all her attributes. So when I know all her attributes, her, her flaws, uh, what she like, and this and that, and when she happy and all that, I know her. I know her like a book. And then when I see all those attributes come out and, and, and know how to deal with them, because I know her. Now I know and I love her and I know her and she know I love her because she know she know she know I know her. So when when people say when people say the most I say love me love me means to get to know me because the Bible said if you love me you'll keep my commandment. So how can how can how can I love somebody? If I don't know nothing about them, what position they hold, what 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 they like and dislike, what they require me to do. So when you when you when you get in those positions, that's why when he said, love me with all your heart, and when you're gonna love somebody with all their heart, that means you're gonna get to know the person, you're gonna feel the person, and you're gonna know how the person rolls. So, of course, all that, you'll know. See, that's the breakdown when he said that. He gave him a small, uh, he gave him a small thing. And then people uh, look at this and just hang their hat, hang their hat on that scripture and say, see, you ain't got to do the 613 law. See, I, see I've been doing this podcast for a while, y'all. And, and I talked to a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians that, people, I ain't gonna say Christian, I'm gonna say people that don't really understand what they're reading, and then when we talking about the 613 law, statute, and commandment, they'll come to that, that scripture right there and say, see, those 613 law, statutes, and commandments gone, all you gotta do is those two now, okay, in order to love somebody, you gotta understand them and how they roll, so how you gonna di dismiss 613 law, statute, and commandment, that's a, that how he rolling with that's what he rolling with. That's how. That's how he. Re, that's his requirement to be in his on in his club. 
See, uh, so 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 y'all got to understand that when uh, when other people say that and, and just leave it like that, y'all got to get the real breakdown of what the what what the what what he meant because all they do in that time when they was dealing with Christ, Yahweh Shai was trying to put him in a trick hat. So while they're trying to put him in a trick hat, he throws them a curveball all the time. And just like when the, when the Pharisees and they was telling him about trying to kill his woman. And he said, those without sin passed the first stone. And what did they do? All of them left. Because they always, try to, they always try to trick him or try to set him up. But he was too slick for it. Go ahead, sister. <laughs> Absolutely correct. They they spent their time just, you know, basically hating on him, if you want to use today's vernacular. They hated on him. They hated everything that he came with because they knew it was a spirit and a truth, you know? And like you brought up before, he already said, I did not come to destroy the law of the prophets. I came to fulfill. He said, now one jot of tittle will be changed. You know, not one period, not one exclamation point. He ain't See? come to change nothing. He only came to fulfill, you know? See, so, that, that's like in John 13, when it says, if you love me, keep my commandments, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, mm-hmm. even in spirit of truth, mm-hmm. whom the world cannot receive. Right. He is hard for them to receive. Because it sees him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. So when you know him, you're going to be in that in, in truth. But when you do not know him and you cannot receive what he's trying to tell you, you're going to be lost in the thoughts because you're not in the spirit. Yeah. You know, and I try to just, you know, keep my Romans 12, 12 going on. I say constant and instant in prayer, you know? Yeah. So we got to, uh, this is what we got to realize, fam. Like the sisters say, they played a crafty counsel against us. And those crafty counsel is messing up the, the, the situation between the man and the woman. Because if we can't get the man and the woman in order, we can't get family in order. We can't get the most high in our house because the man and the woman is the light bulb to the most high. So in order to understand that, that's why I say, and, and I, and I talk to, and this is what, this is why when I talk about, you know, the main thing of how we get out of order and, and why do um, black women compete against each other and why do men, black men do all this is because we out of order. Because I was, t- I was speaking to a female about this same situation because I asked people about a lot of the questions that I got from why do um, black women compete against each other. We because One thing, I already know they're in the flam flam. Uh, I got the question from different women in different states. One woman told me that um, they competed against each other because they trying to get, they're trying to get um, you know, the better man. Another woman said, told me that, you know, it's all about hating each other. Uh, well, I got a question about that. And another woman told me it's about competing. It's the one that compete and then try to chastise the ones that don't have. Just like the rich girl and the 
uh, poor girl type of mindset. And the other one is just saying they out of one says that they out of order between between God and between the most high. They out of order between the most high. And I mentioned this to a woman. I just said, I, I, like I said, I said, y'all, I said the women, one woman said that y'all are out of order with the most high. So she was like, oh, you sound like one of them Kevin Samuel. Oh, I, oh, I hate, you know, you know, uh, I hate um, Kevin Samuel and I'm glad, you know, so much. You, um, she, um, she glad she died. He died. And I was to myself as a man, I'm like, why is this sister putting a, a, a hate demise on a man that is, he, you may not like the method of he, what he's saying, but he is wise enough throwing the little nuggets around that what he should have do as an OG. And she got mad. This is why I understand. This is why I understand because women have a biological clock, period. Period. We are, if they don't really really want to realize that and don't really want to put that in a real, because the most high put them in a position of whatever, whatever, whatever. And so they have a biological clock. And they when they when they start and their biological clock start ticking, they want they 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 want a particular thing. So now if if you're a woman and you saying and now she like she said she wasn't she don't deserve uh, a high a high quality man because she got two children. And and I and, and for me, if I was a high quality man and and I'm single. How what how what quality of woman if you got two children? You know what I'm saying? For a man that looking for a young girl that ain't got no children on any other woman. You know, because you can't get offended by the truth because you already had children. Okay, ain't nothing wrong with it. But you still, you know, what you whatever you had, whatever you had, um, with that, that man done broke that. That other man broke that. Because you can look at other, you can go to other countries and see how other women do it. Because colonialism and white supremacy says it's okay. When I was growing up, a lot of women was more promiscuous. They weren't going for that because they already knew the the mindset and the body set. But when I look at it today, and I'm asking myself as a man, and I'm gonna ask you a question, or if you want to elaborate on it, um, where is it? Is it the body or the mindset? Because now I see women taking pictures. All I see is body shot. You know what I'm saying? And what I got and what I have. Now is it to offer a man of what your body, because your body is going to be gone and you're going to get old and everything going to be dropping and flopping. You know, that's why I don't understand. I go into the school system. I see these young girls dressing like this. You know, and I don't understand this is the, the mentality out of order. You know, how how we out of order and they competing instead of, like you said, being a nation and loving each other and upbuilding each other. I don't I don't see no I don't I don't see it as a man, uh, women showing these other girls that the moderate the Bible said women should wear a moderate uh, apparel. So moderate apparel is not wearing stuff that I can see your butt cracking your panty or your V mark. You know, so I, I I don't understand that. That's why I say 
women competing against each other because they competing against each other to see who can get the nakedest or who can look like a, more like a prostitute. Because when I look at when I was young, prostitutes looked like that. It was people who we knew were prostitutes and we know the people were just regular people. Now, we don't even know who prostitutes are not. Go ahead, sister. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so I totally agree with that. Um, the way that our women are dressing these days, uh, it is it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, they're showing off everything that should be exclusively for their husband, you know? And this goes back again to the Crafty Council as <clears throat> these are the images that they have um slowly but surely just inundated our community with. Um, and they've used something that was a gift from the father, which is music. And they've used music to um, integrate these things that they want us to see and emulate. They want us to copy, you know? So uh, they started bombarding us with these images. And of course, this happened in the, you know, 80s and um, really prevalent in the 90s. So uh, all you, you went from seeing a classy lady to everybody was popping that coochie. It's, it's Luke, it's um, twerk, twerk, twerk. It's, you know, who can be in the bikini and, you know, show off and, you know, wearing the shortest, tightest skirts with holes all in it. You ain't hiding nothing, you know? And like you said, modest apparel is what the father wants for his daughter. You know, apparel that you know, cute. Um, like my friend would say, you don't have to wear a potato sack, but you can be, you know, cute. And I, I am, I think I'm a very great example of that because the way I dress, I mean, it's, you know, nothing but queendom coming off of me. Nothing but, you know, essence and ele elegance and of my essence just, you know, spewing off because of the way I dress, because of the way I keep it modest and, you know, it's like those images that we were inundated with have truly just destroyed us. Not only the images of, of women being naked and used as sex pieces or, you know, being used as sex objects, I mean, but <clears throat> also the whole gangster mentality, the whole shoot and kill your brother. It's like everything that they've inundated us with in the music goes directly against what the father wants us to do and again another thing that they're doing to keep us in sin because as long as we're in sin they win that's my motto as long as we're in sin they win okay so we have to come out of our sin and stop being influenced by crafty counsel which is the media which is you know God, people I, who perpetuate visuals to us see family you know, you know, I, I don't bite the bullet. Some people bite the bullet. I say the Caucasian man. The Caucasian man is the counsel of all wickedness. Because the book of because when you go to book of um the, the book of uh, Ezra, when you talk about Alexander the Great, the Bible said when Caucasian man they, the, the, the Caucasian man, when they came into rulership, evil multiplied. So look from back then and how it is back now and right now. You know what I'm saying? So I already and, and I already know the Dime's 
of the Caucasian man history because I, I'm a history, I'm a history man. So I already know. So I'm not going to beat around the bush and say who who made these laws for us to step back because I already showed y'all on my podcast who doing it. So I, when she say what she say, y'all already know who I blame, the Caucasian man. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Chinese man that came down here and blew up on um, Black Wall Street. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Arab man that came down here and flooded up all our neighborhood. It wasn't a um, um, Chinese uh, Korean man that came over here and started putting um, dope in our um, um, community. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a um, 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 Britain. He probably was. He he. It was just the Caucasian man and his elements sitting up here plotting their ca- crafty council because they had they did their craft they did their crafty council when they 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 had, uh, declared war on Africa it was a, it was number European people setting up at a, a, a round table saying this this place we going to get this place you can get they already declared war on Africa and when nobody of color was on that table but Caucasian man crafty council it's all about who it is i hey it is what it is People always want to get mad over the truth, but it is what it is. You can't beat history. You can't beat history and fact. History tells me that, you know, the crafty council is the Caucasian man of today. Because he going over there to the war, sitting up here trying to steal people land and get mad at somebody and um, want to declare war on them. So I don't beat around the bush for what I say. I already know what the deal is. I know who's doing it, why they doing it, and they've been doing it ever since our forefathers been here. Because the, that's why the, that's why the Most High said in the book of Obadiah that that's why they gonna get dealt with because of what they did to us in the time of our calamity. What did they do to us in the time of our chastisement by the Most High? See, the book of Obadiah already tell you that. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, um, you're absolutely right. But like I was reading earlier, I just read their biblical names. But we all know that Edom is Esau, and which is the white man. That's why the father named them first. Because they are number one on the list of people who have come together to be confederate against us. Edom is Esau, white man. The Ishmaelites are the Arabs. Moab and Ammon, the Chinese and the Japanese. Um, and, and the list goes on. So it's just like Canaanite, all the, the people. Canaan, but like I said, read South the biblical names. But the yeah, he is the head. He is the head of, of all of that. But I would say Amalek, you know, Amalek is on that list as well. And that, those are the Jewish. Okay, so it's just like they are the main ones. And, you know, it's like that's why the father named Edom first, Esau, because he is, you know, so-called white man. Yeah. So. um, So um, Edom, I mean, the so-called Jewish man that stole our identity because Amalek. Yeah. So they they the one. They the one got their strong hand. They got 90% of their hands in this that, that maze to our, 
our nation because they stole our identity and then went over there and in our land. That's why the Mosai said that they went over there and parted their land and sold their children for wine and holic and all that other stuff. Go ahead, sister. I was saying they are the ones that own all the media, the Jewish Amalek, you know, and they are the ones that perpetuate the, the gangster, the killing, the, the hoeing, the twerking and all those other things to us. You know, and they know how these type of things work. So once we've already been broke, broken down because we've been in our oppression for so long through all the different slaveries and through this current um, system of oppression that we're in, it's like, hey, here we are. So it's like, hey, the conclusion to the matter is to, now is the time that we're waking up and we have to, like I said, dig in this book. We have to read our book. We have to understand what our book is telling us. The Father gave us this as a gift. It's been translated into thousands and thousands. I recently visited the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C., and it was just, it was such an amazing experience because I know the truth of this book, and it was great. It's like you got to, you know, ignore the little, you know, uh, white statues or whatever, however they do it. But when you see the reality of how they have a room that shows you every language that the Bible has been translated in, and it's like a, a clock up there, and it tells you the next language, it, the clock moves when another language has translated the Bible. And it is a beautiful room. And that was my favorite part about going there. I mean, um, it wasn't my number one favorite but it was one of my favorite parts of going there just to see how many languages this bible has been you know translated into because the father said we'd be scattered all over the world so that means we're all over the world different languages different um uh places all over the map so we have to realize that the father said this gospel will reach the ends of the earth <laughs> yeah. And when I tell you, when I walked in that room, that's the first thing that hit my mind. This gospel is reaching the ends of the earth. The Father is not playing. It is almost time. Y'all better get it together. I'm telling you. So, yeah. like that it's fairly new and it's um like at the beginning of downtown it's literally less than i got there in like seven minutes just seven minutes from my house okay so it's like at the beginning of downtown dc and i went i mean literally i was trying to go for months because i wanted somebody to go with me mm-hmm. and i couldn't get anybody to go with me so i ended up taking my nephew <laughs> he went he was like i got you auntie so went and had a, a great time they had a uh they have it, it's amazing i'm gonna tell you this right now 
they have old Bibles, of course, those types of displays. They have different ex- exhibits, like one that you can walk through and they make you feel like it's back in Christ's time, in Yahawashai time. So it's like, it's so amazing. They had six floors, six floors. As a matter of fact, I was there for like five and a half hours and I only got to two floors. Okay. So I have to go back. I want to go there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to have to make that a trip. I'm going to have to make that a trip Absolutely. to uh, go up there this summer. I, and I advise any Israelite to visit much? that place. It is so beautiful. It is amazing. They have all types of exhibits. They have live virtual reality. I mean, they it, it, they show movies. They have all types of stuff. They got the restaurant part over there. I mean, it's just like a place where you can really go and dig in and see the history of how the book has come along because as you know, when we were put into our captivity, like the father said, you'd be in a land that you don't know, you know? So, of course, we, they made us to start speaking another language. So we could not understand our own book. But the father said, I'm going to have this book translated into any language. You cannot stop my Word. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with my father. I'm telling well, you. <laughs> well, this is well. I, I kind of agree, agree, and want to piggy bank on that one about that. That's the reason why the Most High anointed King James to get all the the, the scrolls together so that yeah. so that um that you A know black man. it could it, yeah King James the Israelite. To put the Bible mm-hmm. together so that um, you know everybody had their own copy because it was it, it was written in different languages. So he knew that we was coming into captivity, so he he made it into old Quaker English. So and then the Bible, y'all had to two things y'all got to realize when she was saying this because um, the Bible, the Most High says, see, you see a lot of people getting translated Bibles right. But the most I say, don't add or subtract. You got some of these people done added and subtracted to make the Bible watered down. But you shouldn't read those Bibles because the most I say, don't add or subtract. If it ain't what it was written in the ancient, it should. If it ain't written in the ancient, it shouldn't be looked at. Because, you know, some people, when you look at different books, you can go to King James and the Most High say, I'm going to kill you. Uh, and then you read some other other version. Uh, I'm just going to pass you. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, say something real like it's not authoritative. So they take the authoritative, the authoritative out of that and put it into a, a a, 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 a way of a compassion and easy way. So that's why the most I say don't add us to track. If you do, that's a curse on you. So for the people saying, see y'all, see how you um, who wrote the Bible and, and the Bible is written by man and all that. See, no, men might write, men, the Bible was inspired by God for men to write. Different men, men of men of God. And whatever they got over here now, the NIV, the TIV, the PLAY, or the LIES, 
Y'all need to leave them alone. Y'all, the Bible came with the King James 1611 Bible. Period. If it's not the King James 1611 Bible, period, then you, 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 that's why you confused. And then when she was talking about the book, the book, the most I said, he going to lock the book. And then in the last days, he going to open the book so his people will understand it. So if he locked the book, how can the Caucasian man understand the book if the most high locked the book? Because he run around saying everybody could be saved. Jesus Christ is a white man. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, sis. Yeah, well, that was what the plan was. To well, once King, this is what I think. Once King James translated that into English, I feel like at some point they were like, "Okay, we gotta come up with something." And this is how they decided. Well, we're just gonna take over their identity and try to get back into the land. Now, I have a Palestinian friend who, upon our first conversation, when he told me that he was Palestinian, I, you know, was like, oh, you know, I understand what your people been through because the Palestinians went into the land at some point after we were pushed out. So they've been there for since, I mean, I'm talking about back then, back then. They, they've been there since then. So they felt like it was their land. So when, you know, when they come in here in 1948, just taking over, of course, you're going to have, you know, the battle, like where y'all come from. And we know y'all ain't the people because we ran up, you know what I'm saying? They know that they are not, they know, the Palestinians know that's not the real Israelites. They question. know that. Did the Most High say he going to do something to the Palestinians too? Yeah, I think something about the neighboring well, I know he said he's going to clear it out. I, I know he said something because he got something for the book. Yeah. Because anyway, he said he's going to bring all nations to the Valley of Jehoshaphat, the Valley of Decision, and plead with him. And when the Most High plead with you, he ain't saying, baby, plead, baby, plead. Right. Absolutely. But, yeah, they know their, you know, fates. But... They, you know, the the Palestinians just know that, that I was getting to the point that they are not, you know, the, the true Israelites because they know their history. They already, you know, when they, came, when they came in in 1948, it automatically created that division and was never going to be peaceful. It's still not peaceful to this day because of, you know, but that is how the white man does. He has gone into every land really and made war and did different things but i believe they came back to try to do that to keep the lie going to keep us hidden to keep us hidden from who we truly are you know so they you know came up with that whole thing took over you know identity so what was what were what were our forefathers in 1945 in 1945. Yeah, what was our forefathers doing? That was sharecropping days after <laughs> slavery ended. 
That's we what were I'm in saying. <laughs> some of our forefathers were making real big strides, but as you can see, with all the massacres that happened around the country, every time a black community started to raise up after slavery ended, it was murked. They, they were murdered, they were burnt, they were lynched. They, you know, all the stories, you know, uh, of Redwood and, and, and what, what is it, uh, Tulsa, you know, you know all the stories. So every time, every time a black nation tried to rise up after slavery ended, they were uh, destroyed. So that's just how it is. So now we don't, we don't even have that right now, you know? What we have is what we've been waiting for. We have true, true standing up because the father said it was an appointed time. And it's like the true standing up is happening right now and it's nothing they can do about it. It's absolutely nothing. Because it has nothing to do with material things. It has nothing to do with things of this world. It's all about the father and his plan and there's nothing they can do about the Israelite waking up because they knew this was coming. They know our book. They studied our book. They got our ancient ancestors to teach them all of our books. So it's like, oh my goodness. They they done stole it all, got it all, you know, took the language, did everything. So that's why they that's why they said see, they feel we got the promise. That's that's what they don't realize. We got the promise. So regardless yeah. of what we went through, we still got the problem. When we get back into Israel, when we get back to our homeland, he's gonna take us there. He didn't say it was gonna be uh the white man in Congress saying, Okay, this is no, he didn't say that. And it's gonna be a whole lot of other stuff going on when we get back in there. And that wasn't happening in nineteen forty eight. Because that's why when he said you trying to down by the Gentiles, which is Amalek, and they have tried to down board, they've been took it over. I mean, they got everybody in the world believing that they are who they say they are. But just like Rev two nine and Revelation three nine, we know they are the synagogue of Satan.
Just do your damn show, yo. You're going to have Scarf. Let them niggas say what they're going to say. They ain't going to stop the game. And then you go back and, and then you go back and realize whatever, whatever. Now, if he being very disrupted, you know, and you noticed him, but a lot of people being in emotion, let people say what they got to say. You know what I'm saying? If you out there, you can't always have people that going to agree with you. It's good to have people who don't agree with you. That gonna make your make you stronger because you can, you're gonna keep your argument, make your argument more potent, like you working out. Oh, crazy. Yeah, well, so it's all good. Set you free. <laughs> yeah, but most people you know, a lot of people don't understand the truth and the and the, and the truth just like a sword, like the Bible said. The truth is like a double-edged sword. And yeah, it cuts. But my thoughts on that is, you know, a lot of people, when you read the scriptures to them and they realize, you know, you ask talk for understanding for them, you know, and when they kind of get it a little bit, but they still in such a worldly denial that it's like they no, no, you know, still on whatever they on. And it's like the the scripture said we be hated for this world. Uh, Christ said they hated me first. So it's like, expect it. You got to expect it. So if you're not making waves, if you don't have a bunch of haters out there, you're not doing your job. <laughs> you ain't lying. And, 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 and if, you, if you rely on having a lot of friends and doing what I'm doing, you're not doing your job. Oh, praise on the honor and glory to the Father. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, we were just breaking it down. You know, all this is a setup, like the sister said, that hidden agenda that they have to blink us out. That's why, uh, that's why we look at each other as um, enemy, because the Willie Lynch, the Willie Lynch letter said, the man against the woman, the woman against the man, the child against the woman, and the man against the child. So all this, all this. It's a setup, y'all. All this was brainwashed into our our, our our beings, and and then he asked us how long would this last. He said this will last a long time unless a phenomenal happened. And yes, the phenomenal happened because the Most High is waking up His people. That's why women need to be on your best behavior and put on modest be uh, modest wear and, and and make it so bad. Back then, when I was growing up, you look at a woman, she give you something to think about, imagination. Now here, you ain't got to use your imagination. You see everything. You know what I'm saying? Shit, where the imagination mm -hmm. at? So, you know, I, 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 put, I, I put all that on women. You know what I'm saying? I put all those things because the women, the women is, is, is the family strong bone. So if the family strong bone is not in order, then the family is not going to be in order. You know, and because okay. you, now, now you, you, the sister, you, you see in the truth, you in the truth, and you see a lot of brothers in this Bible now. Tell me, if you, do you or not? Yeah, I do. I see a lot of people, you know, trying to, they trying. They are trying. It's some people that pick it up faster than others. It's some people that learn. I mean, everybody is in their own space 
of where they are, what they're learning, what subject they're on, how much knowledge they're gaining. And I give all praise to the Most High because that's how he do it. He works you through. Like, literally, I give you an example of myself. In 2012, I was, you know, reading the scriptures and trying to celebrate the Father's holy days. Now, when you look at the Bible, of course, it's going to say, let's say, uh, Passover, for instance. Or, no, let's use tabernacle. So, when it says in the seventh month, trumpets, atonement, then tabernacles. When those three events are about to come up, it's the seventh month. So, for me, I started celebrating them in July. Because that's the seventh month. I just knew. I knew what I was doing. I was like, the hell with y'all. Fourth of July, we got we got tabernacles. We got a celebrate. You know, just, you know, trying to be about his book, you know, because I, I knew how important those things were. But it wasn't until like 2018 that he led me to start learning his calendar. So once I started learning his calendar, I, you know, got the knowledge that the seventh month in his book is really the ninth month on the Gregorian calendar or usually falls between September and October but definitely usually starts in September. So I had to learn, you know, those things. So it was like, on my journey, he would give me different things at different times to learn and do. And I just, you know, tried my best to do them. And when he revealed more things to me, hey, I can do them better. Yeah. You know? And and one thing about, and I want people on this mind, when you said that, when you was talking, a lot of people... I say this. Well, that's the interpretation that I got from the Bible. The Bible says there's no private interpretation. Either you're wrong or either you're right. He gives you, let me tell you how intricate the Father is. He tells you the day, the month. He tells you that this month on this day. He don't leave, that's not up for interpretation, okay? That's calendar, okay? Now, mind you, now since I... (laughs) Lord, since I've been studying the calendar, there are lots of different calendars out there. Everybody thinks they're right, you know, but like, hey, I just go with the ones that I feel in the spirit and the ones that I feel in the spirit is is two calendars that I use. They be like a day or two off of each other. So they're really close. So, yeah. So and then I use my own interpretation by, you know, seeing a new moon. And that's a whole nother subject right there. We, we would need a whole show for that. But it's like, you know, learning that calendar, it was pivotal. It was pivotal to knowing what he wants us to do I, as I far a, as the I, holy days. I have a question. I ain't gonna put you on the spot, yeah. though. Okay. If somebody, I can hear some, what about, I can hear what about uh, my listeners now, because sometimes I hear in my, my little listeners vibe. Okay. Okay, well, tell me a little something about the calendar. Give me a little information that I know about the calendar so I can do some research about the calendar. If you're talking about changing the calendar, so how I'm going to learn if you don't preach it? Let me know. So what you'll tell them? Okay, so first of all, when you're talking about listeners, I, I have about 12 people that have been texting me talking about, I don't see the live, the link you sent me, they're not getting to you know, this live conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, 
listen later. Mm -hmm. But as far as calendar, so this is how the calendar works, and it's all in the scriptures, okay? Um, the most detailed information is in the book of Enoch. Now, if you download the KJBA Bible, the King James Version Bible with the Apocrypha, they include um, the Apocrypha, and they also include uh, Enoch, uh, Jasher, and Jubilees. So the book of Enoch, and I'll give you, uh, what is it, like in the 72, like chapter 72, but each chapter in the book of the luminaries, when you get into uh, uh, the, book, the book of Enoch, one will tell you all about the sun. One will tell you all about the moon. One will tell you all about the stars. You know, it tells you all these things and how they work. You know, and then it goes beyond the calendar. Okay, <laughs> so this is let me tell you, over five years of research, but it goes beyond the calendar because I'm gonna take you a little deeper. It is the Maseroth, and the Maseroth is the stars, the sun, the moon, the skies, the planet, all that together, which we call the constellations. That is the father's Maseroth. And when you get all the way deep, this this like, okay, so how the, the white man stole everything. Okay, so they made astrology. This is the study of astronomy, the study of the constellations. Okay, they took it and made it into astrology as to where you're worshiping stuff and you know how people oh, what's your sign and you know making it all about that that is not what it's for okay there are there it's so deep i can't even really get well, into just, it too well, much well, just, just, but, just basic you know i know it's deep i, I understand some of the stuff yeah, but i'm gonna come back to the point i'm gonna yeah. come back to the point uh-huh. everything that we see in the sky tells us the time okay so when the new moon appears, you know that's the first day of the month. It's still twelve months, you know. Okay, hold on, hold on. Twelve months. Hold on. One hold on, represents hold on. twelve constellations in the sky, as well as the the twelve tribes of Israel. I have a question. Okay. Um, so you be you, yeah. you, you caught me with one. The new moon. You say the new moon do what now? It it it, it does what? The new moon starts the new month. Look at it like this. The word moon, just think month. Moon, month. Moon, month. When you see the new moon, you know it's a new month. So how many months? And you got, a next, you got your next 29 to 30 days okay. before you're going to see another new moon. But sometimes it's, I think, 28 and a half to 30 and a half or something like that. But... Okay. That's how long the moon cycles be. Okay. And that's why sometimes when people make these calendars, they have to end up adjusting them sometimes once or twice a year because the father says when the new moon is visible. Now, when we get into the new moon, some people say the full moon is the new moon, but okay. I personally believe that the new moon is the first light of the moon, which is believed by millions and millions of people around the world because they have watches to see when we can see that first crescent light of the new moon. Now, when we see that first crescent light of the new moon, we can say it's new moon day. Today is the new moon. We start the new month. New moon, new month. 
So that's, you know, the basics of, you know, how it our months start. And that's how we calculate. So on the Gregorian calendar, of course, they just stick to the numbers and say this is the day, you know. But it's always off of um, our calendar, our actual calendar, the Father's calendar. So, yeah, so they just made their own thing, made their own month, made, you know, just took everything and just adjusted it to fit their program, you know. And then they put their holidays onto their calendar and just totally, you know, push the calendar, uh, the father's calendar out of the way. And it is, you know, quite complicated. We have many uh, things that's going on in there, but once you read about them and learn about them, they they come together and they make sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay, I got I got some hard questions for you right now, sister. You ready for them? I mean, bring it on. Like I said, I'm still learning. I learn every day. No. I don't let a day go by okay. that I don't learn. And I tell you, it helps me and it, it keeps me grounded because literally over the last month and a half, <laughs> the father that took me through a trial and a tribulation. So it's been like, you know, I need my time learning to, you know, get me through my day, you know? Yeah, I feel But constantly, constantly, you know, keeping afloat with what the father wants me to learn. Because he's going to put it right there in my face, okay? okay. <laughs> he don't play about me, okay? He's going to put it right there in my face what he wants me to learn today. Yeah, so, it. you know, I'm just thankful, you know, to be able to had that experience, fellowship with my people, you know, because he uses other people to help you see what you need to see for that day, because it might be the same thing they need to see for that day, or what he want everybody to see for that day, you know? So it's like, I'm just, you know, thankful for his recognition. Okay. I, I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. Before before we go, I got a hard question for you. You ready? Okay, okay yeah. You ready? You sure? Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah. Well, tell the people about what you got going on on the other side. Oh, you said uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that ain't going to awesome. I'm just, I'm working on a couple of projects right now that'll be coming out over the next few months. I'm, uh, Fresh off of the royal gathering that uh, we had last week in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, it was an amazing, electrifying experience. You know, the father was when I tell you in the building, he was in the building, and he was just the the love was just reverberating off the walls. It was a great experience. You know, my royal family, King Mike Malice. King Yada, <laughs> King Gino and his queen, Alicia. Um, uh, we had Lorbans and Yapa Q and Jay Lush and uh, King Marcus. It was just, it was a, a great show. Everybody enjoyed themselves, sold out in Atlanta and beautiful, beautiful. Even though, you know, they had some little hiccups going on, but the father always, you know, come through and be like, wow, 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 I got my kids, y'all party on, you know? So beautiful experience. When I say beautiful, I mean beautiful. 
So I'm looking forward to next week in Dallas. I'll be at um, uh, the Royal Nation concert, which is something put together by the Key is Me Foundation with Miss Pictra. And um, they do a Hebrew Wall Street weekend, which it com- it's comprised of the, they have a Friday night Sabbath service. Then they have the Saturday night concert. And then they have the Sunday, like family day, um, community type of, you know, gathering. So a really great experience. I'm looking forward to my three-day weekend in Dallas next week. So that's that. And you, you forgot something. Uh, you forgot something. I ain't even here. I was waiting on you to say it. So oh, would you go- I, I was going to get to. No. Huh? You didn't say what you were going to do up in there. What I'm going to do, I'm going to be, I have a seven minute set. That was the time allotted. So I'm going to start out with a song that's near and dear to me, which is Righteous Servant. And that is a song that the father gave me. One day I was studying Isaiah 53, which he gave me to study. And I was studying Isaiah 53. And (laughs) when I got to verse five, the words literally turned into song in my head. And when I got to verse five, and anybody got their Bibles that pull it out right now, Isaiah 53, verse five, Google it. And when I got to verse five, it was just like, but he was wounded for our transgressions, for our iniquities, the chastisement, of our peace was upon him and with his strife we're healed and so on and so forth all the way to verse 12. Now once you get to I think like 7 or 8 or 9 or something somewhere around there 7 or 8 I think it goes to the second verse but amazing song amazing 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 experience I was just you know feeling so great about that so I got but, um, yeah, so I'm gonna start with that. I'm gonna start off with "Righteous Servant," and then I'm gonna do this song that I just did at the Royal Gathering. It's called Israel, and uh, it's like this is the hook. Israel, who he came for, Israel, who was chosen, Israel, who gets the kingdom, Israel. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So I love that song. And I recently wanted to do a remix with my brothers. Now my one brother, he's going to get on it eventually, King Yada. But it's just been so busy. And then he's going to be in Dallas next week too, as he was at the Royal Gathering. But so I understand because I've been like trying to have time to do everything. And I'm just, you know, just thankful to the father for what he makes happen. You know, I thank him for a Sabbath day, a day that I can just be in the house and rest and and thank him for his word, you know? But, um, so with that song, he didn't get on it yet, but my other brother that's on there, King Yashar, (laughs) and he's like, you know, totally awesome. So that's gonna be that. But then the third song is gonna be with me and King Yada, uh, Time for Woe. Now this is a song that, I mean, it's just so awesome and amazing. And, um, Actually, at the Royal Gathering, at the meet and greet, 
I had these guys, they were like, man, we thought y'all was going to do time for, whoa, we was ready to hear that. We were like, ooh, ready to turn it up. You know, even though everybody enjoyed what we did. So we was like, time for, whoa, in Dallas. So let's get it. So that's my set, those three songs. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm Queen Carly on YouTube. All my music is there. Um, my favorite project, Married to the Word, in which Right to Servant, the first song I was talking about, that's on there. And it's seven songs, all perpetuated. And I call that project Married to the Word. I say it was ordained and is basically the father featuring Queen Carly because, you know, it was like all him. It was all him. It was it was just an amazing experience putting the whole thing together. Okay. And then um, I had the 613 Laws, and then I have um, my newest song that I put out, Zion, and that's really great. And then I have uh, one of my favorites that I listen to and get me hyped um, is called Hella Day Free. And then our new single we have, um, On The Rise, I haven't put that on my YouTube yet, but um, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It, um... But yeah, lots of to, you know, enjoy uh, um, and one thing I want to say about my music, I, I like a lot of bass. I like a lot of booming. So when you listen to it, try to have it on your booming system in your car or somewhere like listening on the phone. You don't get the whole effect. You got to get that bass in there. And that's, you know. Now, um, I want you to, you said your name and stuff so fast, you know. If I was to listen to it, I'm like, say, what you say? So make sure you spell it. You know, some of us kind of okay. slow. My, so. my YouTube is Queen Carly. That's Queen, Q-U-E-E-N, Carly, C-A-R-L-E. So, yeah, and then you can Google Queen Carly, and it'll bring up everything. I'm on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, uh, the iHeartRadio. I mean, it's just so many platforms that I'm on and you can find it. But, you know, I always invite people to come to my YouTube. You can listen to everything for free. And it is, you know, just where I spend most of my time listening, you know, to my music and other artists' music. And um, great, great things. And just being at the Royal Gathering last week, I had at the meet and greet, so many people were just like, I love your music. It's awesome. It gets me to work. It's something my kids can listen to. It's, it's just, you know, it's awesome. So I just appreciated hearing that from people because that's another confirmation for me that I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what the Father wants me to do. I am, you know, because up until, uh, again, 2018, I was doing every genre of music. Yes, I was making praise and worship, but I was also doing secular music, I was doing uh, reggae, hip-hop, R&B, I mean, every genre of music I was, you know, into it. Of course, Go-Go, as a DC person, I was singing in a couple of Go-Go bands. But in 2020, no, 2018, that's when the father said, you cutting all that off. You're not doing none of that anymore. I mean, I was like, in a rap group and we had like, you know, uh, times when we still come together and do different things. And, you know, I still was participating with them. But 2018, the father said, cut it all off. He said, cut it all off. And you only make music that magnify my words. 
And I said, okay. <laughs> and that's what I've done. And literally, like, bands call me, can you come? And, you know, my my uh, ex-group members would be like, we have this advance, do you want to? And I have to tell them, no, I'm not coming because that's what the father wants me to do. And although, uh, you know, I don't know if people's feelings hurt because I don't want to be in that, but hey, we unevenly yoked now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't comm- commune with that. You know, I can't be still coming in there doing the songs, dropping to the floor. Oh, you could do your set. No, I'm not going to do these songs after I just did drop it to the flow or, you know, can check them on the boulevard and we wrecking. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that whole thing, he was just like, cut it all off. You gave them plenty of time. You had plenty of years doing that because I've been doing music since 2000, you know? So it's like, he said, cut it off. And that's all I've been doing. That is my focus. That is my life. That is what I spend my extracurricular time doing because it allows me to study. And that's how every time I'm studying, the father brings a song. Mm-hmm. He brings something that he wants me to put into song. So I'm knocking out two birds with one stone. I get to study and do what I love is working for the Father all in one. So it's it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel all praise is on and glory to the Father. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, we want to thank all the people for listening to us. I know you don't have to do it. May the Most High continue putting his hinges over you your friends, and your loved ones, and may the most high keep evil away from you that it may not grieve you. You got anything before we go, say? I just want to say, keep the commandments. It's, it's not hard. Keep the commandments and just watch. Just watch how your life change. Just watch how your life change. And if you don't know how to keep the commandments, just ask the Father to start me out with the first one. Start me out, Father. That's what you pray. Start me out with the first one. Teach me how to love you with everything in me. Start out with that one. And then once you start out with that one, the other ones are like, okay, okay. You're not going to want to do all those, the ones that, the the main ones in Exodus 20, the, the top 10. Or everything that he says, thou shall not, you're not going to want to do them. But yeah, that's my, my closing statement. Keep the commandments. All right now, y'all. We want to thank y'all. And peace. Boy. I'm going to keep it like an island boy. I'm going to keep it like an island boy. I'm just trying to make And I'm an island boy I'ma keep it like an island boy I'm an island boy I'm just trying to make And I'm an island boy I'ma keep it like an island boy These streets keep calling They don't want me to leave the life behind Staring at the stars Wishing I had the time But my kids need food And my girl needs me And sometimes I dream That I'm finally free so baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but I still make noise And I'm a shout and I'm loud with all my voice I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy I'm just trying to make it, I'm an island boy I'm an island boy, I'm an island boy